everyone and welcome back to the Action Films podcast. This is The Naturopath's Corner with me, Maya, The Naturopath, and today I want to talk about emotional eating. Um, I want to talk about how our feelings um, affect and are related to our nutritional choices. How does the food we eat change our mood? Did you know that a feeling on its own lasts in our brain between 90 and 120 seconds on average. Um, What prolongs these feelings is how we think about them. We tend to ruminate about these feelings more and more and more and a lot of times that is one of the things that lead to us feeling anxious or depressed. Um, A lot of times these feelings are then translated into our plate or um, the snack tray really. Any kind of extreme emotion can lead to us eating more. Whether it's um, being happy or being angry, like when you get um, married or when you get separated. Um, And when this happens, normally most of us don't go for the green beans or the apples Uh, But what we are craving is the pizza and the chocolate. Um, For most of us, it's going to be the desire for something sweet when we need comfort food. Um, It seems as though we have tried all of the potential fad diets. We've gone from one extreme to another, from paleo to vegan. And what we find out is that Diet is only part of the picture. The other part of the picture is our feelings and how our feelings influence the quantity and the quality of the food that we eat. So if we want to separate our emotions from our nutritional choices, I'd say that there's four stages we should stick to. The first one is ask yourself, am I an emotional eater? Because being aware of this has immense uh, implications. When we know whether we're eating if we're hungry or we're eating because we have an emotional hole we need or emotional void we need to fill, it changes um, our perspective. Emotional eating happens fast. We have something happens and it is triggering for an emotion, a feeling It can be uh, something at work, it can be some kind of communication around somebody else, really anything, and immediately we have this urge to eat. We're not open to a wide variety of food at this point, but what we're craving is one specific food. It can be chocolate or or pizza or, or crisps. Most of us know what our comfort food is. It'll be the one in the secret drawer. Yes, everybody has a secret drawer, or almost everybody has a a secret nash drawer. Um, So when you find yourself with this strong urge to eat that thing that's in in your nash drawer, um, I want you to ask yourself, where is this coming from? What just happened? What led to this? Is there an emotion behind this? Is it because my boss was stressing me out and I felt this nervous energy and immediately I needed to go and eat a chocolate bar. Um, Once you are aware of this pattern, you can disrupt it. 
Um, so step two is developing alternatives to try and change this situation. So once you've realized that your urge to eat uh, something right now isn't about hunger as much as it is about specific emotions, this is when you want to take a step back and think about a different, uh, a different option. Um, different options can be things like going out for a walk for 10 minutes to just to air it out. Um, it can be calling your best friend. It can be writing in a journal. It can be exercising. Anything that is distracting. Because our brain takes uh, about 15 minutes to sort of recalculate its destination. Um, so when emotional eating says to you, you have to go right now um, and get a chocolate bar, but instead you call your best friend and you have a chit chat over the phone, it's likely that by the time you hang up the phone, the, that urge will have passed. Um, remember why I said that? Because first of all, it takes you 15 minutes to recalculate, but also because um, emotional eating drives you to something right now. Emotional eating isn't me planning to have um, a, a, a junk food meal tomorrow. It's me having something now. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're selecting foods that you know are not beneficial to your health, try and stop for a second, close your eyes and ask yourself, why are you making this choice in this moment? And if you see that what is driving you is some kind of emotion, then ask yourself if there are other options. Um, and if you take like a deep conscious breath while you're thinking about it, a lot of times that helps us focus and make better choices. And even if your answer is, um, no, I need this, I need this chocolate bar right now. It's possible that in retrospect, when you get home, um, you think about this situation again, you can, you can have the perspective to see things differently and consider how you can learn from this uh, so that you can make better choices in the future. Um, so the third step is uh, to think about the deeper implications of your nutritional choices. Okay, so... First of all, our basic uh, tendency for most of us is to ask ourselves questions before rather than after. Um, two minutes before food, we ask ourselves, how much do I want this chocolate right now? Instead of asking ourselves 30 minutes after we've finished having it, do I feel better? Because unfortunately, the answer is almost always no. We can feel tired, fatigued, headachey, bloated. At the end of the day, most of us know what the foods that are better for us and what are the foods that are less good for us. Uh, and we know that if it's um, fresh and vibrant and colorful and local and organic, it's almost always going to be better to highly processed and full of ingredients and imported and will probably survive a nuclear holocaust and still be edible. When you eat well, you feel well. And that's today. It's not just a question of at some point I'm going to reach my goal weight or in 10 years I'm not going to have a heart attack. It's this evening I'm going to have more energy to play with my kids or go out with my friends or just enjoy life today. And the fact that you'll reach your goal weight and avoid the heart attack, that's just a bonus. But how do you feel today? So 
if you have made a choice that you know isn't great for you, get into the habit of asking yourself what are the implications afterwards. Um, and the fourth thing is balancing your blood sugar levels. As we get um, better at keeping, sticking with a healthier diet, your blood sugar levels stabilize. And research has shown that when people have stable blood sugar levels, the tendency to crave foods is about 15%. But when your blood sugar levels aren't stable, the percentage of people who have food cravings rises to 65%. So if you can keep your blood sugar stable, you can prevent these food cravings which basically means the best kind of chicken and egg. And when you eat better, you feel better. And when you feel better, you eat better. So <laughs> um, I hope that made sense. I hope that you have found this helpful and that you've got some tools that will help you distinguish when you're eating out of hunger and when you're eating out of your feelings and have some tools to, to, to treat this better so that you can change the patterns that are maybe not so good for you um it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today i hope you have a really beautiful day as ever if you have any questions you can email me at myanatropathy at gmail.com um if you feel so you need to have more one-on-one -on -one care you can go to my website myanatropathy.co.uk and um, you can book um, a free 15-minute consultation just to get to know me a little bit better um, and see that I actually can help you. And you can also, um, if you're interested, join my brand new super exciting membership site, which allows you to uh, get monthly information and learn how to live your best life. So I hope you have a really great day and I will see you later. Bye.